Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the Wolf Pod. Good to have you all along with us. I'm Ollie Kay, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Ian. How are you getting on, Ian? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. How are you? Um, you know, all things considered, doing all right. You know, doing all right. And with us too is producer Matt back in the saddle. How are you getting on, Matt? Hi, Ollie. Yeah, I'm doing well. Glad to be back. A uh, bit sad about the news, obviously, but. You know, I think we all are. Yeah, it, look, it's one we'll touch upon a little bit later on in the pod. Today, let's uh, try and focus on the positives. And speaking of positives, we are joined once again by the head coach of Lutontown Ladies, Miles Maddox. Thank you for joining us once again. How are you getting on? Uh, it's been um, a mixed feelings of a weekend, but, you know, I'm actually doing really, really well post-Sunday. Um yeah, everything's good. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm really happy to be back here. I really enjoyed my time last time, so really happy to be here again. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a good weekend. Well, shall we jump straight in and look back at all the news around Kenilworth Road this week? In our news segment, I heard it through Rowan's Grapevine. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to be starting this off. Uh, looking back at the uh, Luton Town ladies, uh, the team took on Canesham Town in the third round of the OBFA Cup on Sunday. Miles, can you tell us a bit more about the day? I know there was raffle, face painting, prizes, meet the team event. How good was the turnout and the atmosphere? Uh, the turnout was, was, was great. I mean, it was packed. From, from what I saw, you know, uh, going in and out of the change rooms constantly, obviously trying to sort stuff, getting ready getting us ready prepared for the game it was packed you know um it was a very very good turnout raffle done really really well uh from what i believe they sold a lot 
uh, which is good, which is really, really good. And then again, um, just like the, the initial atmosphere while the game was going on, you know, trying to give instructions to some of our players on the other side of the pitch. Normally it's not quiet, but normally they can hear quite a lot of the instructions. I mean, you're trying to have to bellow over everybody else. I think most of the coaches today are leaving with, with sore throats and, and stuff like that, <laughs> just trying to, if Sunday, just trying to scream over the noise, which is something we're not used to, but something, obviously we want to get used to that feeling. So yeah, it was just, it was an amazing day. It was a great atmosphere. Um, yeah. Awesome. So on to the game. Uh, Ellie Wade and the player of the match, Bex Harris, managed to prevent some early attacks from Cainton Town, as well as Amy Butler making some crucial saves. Liam Maddox and Andy Dickens were close to scoring, with Maddox unfortunately being ruled offside. Sam Khan, a half-time substitute, drove forward and scored in the 83rd minute with a leaping header to put the ladies ahead to ultimately win 1-0. Miles, how was the game? How important were the individual performances from the team? The game itself was 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 back and forth, and it was it's kind of weird because I'm going to say it was it was kind of a game where there wasn't many 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 chances that you could say happened throughout the game, but we still felt like we had control of the game for large amounts of the game. You know, we 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 had the ball, we were pushing forward, and if if you were there and you looked at it, you would say if any team was going to score, it was going to be us. First half was a bit more to and fro. I think we were feeling them out. They were trying to feel us out. We were trying to get to to understand each other a little bit more. And then the second half, I think we just totally dominated. We had the ball, we put balls in the right areas. And you kind of knew, I mean, the coaches at were looked at each other and said, you know, it's coming, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall our way anytime soon. And obviously, we won a free kick, ball came through, and bang, we, and Sam got the end of it, and that was it. It, was, it went in, and then it's, it's quickie bum time, trying to clear it all up and make sure that we don't concede, isn't it? So it's that, it's that thing. But, you know, I think part, part of it, of the success comes from playing playing where we played, which is at Barton. You know, this season we've only well since we've played at Barton, we've only lost two games there for in two years. You know, we haven't lost a cup competition in a year over a year now. So, you know, playing at home, there seems to be a little bit of a at Barton seems to be a little bit of a fortress there, where we seem to be a little bit more dangerous, or we understand how our pitch kind of like the men with Kenilworth Road. It's, it's it's a tough place to come and get a result at Barton, and you know, so. Yeah, the, the the game just went our way, and then when we grabbed it in the last seven minutes, it was actually okay. Don't concede, don't concede, don't concede, don't concede. <laughs> and when the final whistle goes, you can imagine it's 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 amazing. It's it's feelings of overwhelming joy. Well, let's hope you keep on winning at Barton. Uh, so this puts you through to the fourth round, where they'll be playing Brighton and Hove Albion, who are currently in WSL. The game's going to be on Sunday, the fourteenth of January. How elated were the team with the, with the result? And have preparations started for the upcoming game? Listen, elated is 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 a good thing. We we said before the game when we knew obviously the draw happened, our game got cancelled, and the draw happened the, the following um, Tuesday, and we knew who we got, and we said, you know, it, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for some people, you know, to play a WSL team of this level, and it's one something that we would all love to experience in our own journeys of of who we are as individuals. So, you know, when the result went in, it was it kind of felt like a it wasn't a cup win, but it kind of felt like, you know, all right, yeah, we we we're playing a big team. This is going to be a great feeling and you know, moving looking at it, you know, we're going okay. Preparations are starting to happen. We're starting to think about it. Still got a bit of 4 weeks to go, so we don't want to get overexcited and also on the 7th we have got a league cup game and we're defending our league cup so we can't overlook that and you know jump past that 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 still has to be our priority you know rob our manager will always tell us it's one game at a time 
we'll, we'll, we will attack the Brighton game and we'll start thinking about it now, but we can't overlook the Grey's Athletic game as it comes along. So um, preparations have started a little bit. There's talks are going on about, ah, oh, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be exciting. Well, we could do all that kind of thing. But yeah, you know, the focus still has to be on the next game, which we got. So we'll look at that and address Brighton when it comes. And I think you said you had your first training back today. So I'm guessing the excitement is still there with the team. Ah, uh, yeah. There's a there's an energy about it that it's just it's just amazing. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's a feeling of you know, oh, we've done it. We're we're playing it. It's a bit. Of, listen, you're always gonna be a bit fearful. We're not scared of playing them. It's just like okay, it's the feel of unknown. They are something that they're a WSL team. They're professional. We're we're not. But you know, the the excitement is there. You know, we are ready to to, to face it. And everyone's buzzing. Everyone's just buzzing. It's a great energy to be around. Uh, and the ladies got some mainstream media attention too. Sam Khan was mentioned in the South Asians in Football Weekly Update on Sky, which is brilliant to see. How important is it for her to be able to promote South Asian women in football? As you say, South Asian South Asian women aren't, or South Asian players aren't really in the professional game. We don't see them as much or as or as many of them as as we should ideally. And so, I think for Sam, for someone like Sam, it's important. You know, Sam's always been kind of like a, a leader role model, always been someone who has um, shown and led by a bit of experience and showing that she can mentor other people. So I think what she's doing now is definitely setting the, the bar and setting the tempo for, for other young Asian girls and South Asian girls to definitely look at it and say, you know what, if she can do it, why can't I? And start to take this, you know, and look at football as something that they can go down a route that they can follow because Sam's obviously one of those who are pay, paving the, the way. So, yeah. Really inspirational, definitely. Uh, so the ladies' team are the lowest-ranked group to reach the fourth round, which obviously is an incredible achievement. Um, I know you mentioned briefly last week the eventual plans of climbing the ladder and the exciting things the team want to achieve. How's this victory going to help with that? I think I think when we look at it and you know climbing the ladder, the victory gives us. Well, listen, the season's not done. I said this last week. We we're, we're sitting we're sitting fifth, obviously because other teams have played now. Uh, while we play the FA Cup game, people have played the league game, so we've dropped our space over the weekend. But still lots of games in hand, and we're looking at it and we're going, you know, this is hopefully giving us the lift, giving us the energy to say, if we can beat people the league above and beat people the league above that and still, you know, push on and keep going in this FA Cup run. And playing people in our league, not that it should be easy because you don't ever turn up to a game of football and expect to win, but it shows that we have the qualities within our squads already that we should be competing. And so I think it just gives us a bit more of a motivational drive um, about how we can, you know, gain that promotion and keep pushing. And then obviously it does a wonder for us, so hopefully in the future that we can attract more, you know, younger kids for our youth system. We have a great youth system with lots of teams. So hopefully, you know, um, attract more kids into that and then build them up and teach them, you know, the Luton Town way and then throw them into the first team. And hopefully they can help bolster on the team and, and carry on and, carry on um, carrying the torch we just really want to say you know uh, first of all thank you to everybody who has obviously supported us over the last weekend uh, you guys here on this podcast everybody um, you know the support has been crazy for us we've we're, we're overwhelmed um, by the support we've, never, we've not really had it in a long time and also you know 14th of 14th of uh, January you know Barton Rovers playing against right and it's going to be it's going to be there you know when the tickets go out and when everything goes out make sure you get one because it's great the support but we want to see people there we want to see your faces we'd love to see you guys there as well and you know come down and just support us and, and give us everything we've got because 
they said, we'll, we'll do our best and we'll go for it and we'll, we'll do what we have to do. But, you know, local support is what we need. So, you know, thank you to everybody and come down and support us on the 14th. Just to confirm, so it's against Brighton and Hove Albion, ladies. It's going to be on the 14th of January at Barton Rovers. So if you're able to attend, please do. Your support would be greatly appreciated. It'll be sensational. Uh, I'll probably bring my daughter along to that game, providing Luton aren't playing on the same day. Uh, you mentioned about getting, you know, new blood into the youth system. I've spoken to Nikki about bringing my daughter along to, you know, the youth team setup. It's a little bit far from where I live, but I'd absolutely love to get my daughter involved. Um, she's almost four, and she she does like playing football sometimes. But it, Miles, it's been fantastic having you on the pod, and I, I look forward to getting you back on the pods, you know, and hearing about the Luton Town ladies, and hopefully the climb from fifth now to hopefully top spot. They need to bring in some playoffs, man. I trust me, it's, it's crazy. One promotion is very hard, but it is what it is for now. So we'll we'll, we'll take what we got. We'll, we'll keep fighting. Yeah, I, I also think it, it's fantastic having a daughter that's 11 that, that plays football and is as interested in football as I was at that age. I think you can see now women's football is starting to push through the barriers and it's just growing and growing and growing. And as a Luton fan, not just a football club, but the whole community in Luton, it's great to see that the ladies are doing really well. And, you know, the support that we give to you guys and, you know, back and we want to give it it's not just a token gesture we want to see you guys do well and you know we'll, we'll try and get there as, as as often as we can i think it's it's great the work that's going on and, and well done to you miles and the manager for for getting where you are it's it's fantastic thank you guys again really appreciative of all your your support me and rob will really appreciate it thank you cheers mate right. thank you thanks for coming on miles in other news Hatters Heritage are up for an award at Love Luton's 14th Annual Best Awards in the Leisure, Culture and Heritage category. It would mean a lot if you could keep an eye on our socials and Hatters Heritage socials and take a minute to vote for Hatters Heritage. I, I work with Hatters Heritage and the work that Roger, Brian and the many volunteers are doing just to ensure the full preservation of our club's history is so important. Not just for the football club, but for the town, because it's an important part of Luton's identity as a place. We would really appreciate it if we can count on your vote, and we will put the link out as soon as voting opens. Um, also, we debated whether to discuss this or not on the podcast. Obviously, it's something that has hit all Luton Town fans, like a member of their family has fallen ill. Uh, there was a very unfortunate incident when our captain, Tom Lockyer, suffered a cardiac arrest in the 65th minute of the match against Bournemouth, causing the match to be abandoned. Um, obviously, it's it's even more concerning um, because it's his second cardiac event in seven months. The club have released multiple statements, the first of which stating that Tom is now stable, which is amazing news and they've requested that we give Tom privacy during this time while he recovers um, we don't want to speculate because we want to respect his privacy we want we don't want to speculate as to whether Tom will play for Luton Town again uh, it's a decision that Tom his family and the club all have to come to together 
what we should just reflect on um what a guy Tom Lockyer is and how he's just been he he's just he's just so looting, isn't he? And as I said, it, it you know, I don't want to speculate and it's entirely down to him whether he pulls on the Luton Town shirt again. I wrote in the BBC um that whatever happens, the club will take care of him. Um because, you know, our club are the good guys, you know, paying the living wage. First club to pay the living wage, saying no to betting money. And also, um, most recently, um, handing James Shea a new contract when he had that very serious knee injury. Uh, and James Shea has spoken about how amazing it was and to feel so valued by the club when Gary Sweet called him pretty much straight away after he did his knee, knowing that his contract was uh, running out. But I, I feel, regardless, Tom will be part of the furniture at Luton Town. I could see him being a fantastic coach if he does decide not to continue at Luton Town. But just thinking how far he's come in his time at Luton Town is is just spectacular. Like even just from the beginning of last season when he said that he went to Nathan Jones asking for a loan and he hasn't looked back since sort of a quarter of the way last season when he just became that rock at the back for us. But Ian, how, how have the last few days been for you with regards to Tom Lockyer? Yeah, it's 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 rough, isn't it? But it's not about me. It's about him, and you know, it is hard. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a bit like a family member because, to most of us, the football club is the biggest part of our lives, more important than some of our own family members, right? Because <laughs> you know, they say blood is thicker than water, but that's not always the case. You know, our football club is been reliable for us for a lot of years and it gets us through a lot of problems and to to feel that happen it it, it is hard and all, all I hope is that you know he's he's going to be okay and you know and and he recovers you know it's it's hard to really process it to be honest it's great the, the one thing I would say is that you know 99.9% of the football community has come together and you know, that's exactly what football is about. You know, the football community never fails when circumstances like this happen. And that's a good side of football. And it was good to see in, in that respect. But it's just fingers crossed and, you know, think about him daily and hopefully he's fine. It really has. Uh, you, you say the football world has uh, come together, but I would actually say the world has come together in a way um, because... It's something that touches everyone in a way. Like I've had my sister talk to me about it, who doesn't follow football. My mum has spoken to me about it. Also, who, who's been to one Luton Town game. It, it's sensational. And then in the footballing world, you have players like Christian Eriksen, Fabrice Mwamba, who have reached out to Tom and have spoken about it. And the main thing is, he has that support, not just from the club, but from other players who have been through the same thing that he has been through. And he has every, everyone's love. Everyone 
just wants Tom to be okay and back up on his feet. And uh, there was some good fundraising from Luton Town Outlaws. Um, last time I checked, they had, um, together with the Graphic Bomb, they have designed a large banner that's going to be hung up as one of the Luton Town flags, probably on the main stand, I would think. Um, they, they set a goal of um, £250. They have surpassed that greatly. They're over £2,500 now with the extra being donated to, um, I think, um, heart-related charities. So good job, Luton Town Outlaws. You've absolutely smashed out the park. Yeah. Well done, guys. Well done. Uh, there's another fundraiser as well. If you just want to uh, donate directly through the Luton Town Supporters Club, uh, I need to share the link actually. But if you just want to donate a little bit, um, you of course can do. I'll, I'll share that over today. That for some people that might be a good way of how they, you know, output how they're feeling. You know, even if it's only a little bit. So, and of course, all these things help with communities and places and villages where they can have these defibrillators in church halls and stuff this all those kind of donations help and, and and will end up saving people's lives so um yeah we'll get that shared out yeah defibs are such important bits of kit and donations allow people to put them in positions that they wouldn't normally be also training to learn how to use a defibrillator or even just giving cpr is a very important skill i'm also trying to um organize a massive tom lockyer tifo that you see in european games and some premier league venues i'm currently trying to sort that out with the club direct uh, but we'll be fundraising for that and i, I think it'll be pretty cool to see a massive tom lockyer tifo like sort of going across the kenny end into the main stand even with the pillars we'll, we'll see what happens with that but that was all the news from around Kenilworth Road this week. But no Discord and Telegram questions this week. Let's talk about some of the monthly giveaways from our sponsors. Do you have a beard? If you do, wouldn't you like to take care of it properly? With Beard Surgeon Oils, you'll have everything you need to take your beard game to the next level. A beard oil set comes with a scented oil and moisturiser that you use together. Unlike other beard oil companies, Beard Surgeon use cannabis sativa seed oil as a key ingredient, which supports the skin barrier, strengthens your hair follicles, keeps inflammation at bay, and minimises breakouts on your skin. It also makes your beard feel and smell excellent. You can always get 50% off on your purchase on Beard Surgeon Oils through their website by using the code WALKED15. We have also teamed up with Blackstar Amplification, and as our audio partner, we are giving away a Bluetooth Fly 3 amp every month of the season. These Fly 3 sound great. They are also lightweight, so they connect to anything from phones to guitars. So even if you're not a musician, you have a boombox wherever you go. Keep an eye on our socials as we have lots of giveaways going on through the month. But this week, because of the Tom Lockyer incident, we didn't feel we should put in a joke. Uh, so this week, we have producer Matt's Christmas Quiz. Hello, 
Okay, guys, welcome to the Christmas quiz. There's going to be 25 questions. Each question is worth one point, and it's going to be fastest on the buzzers. Uh, starting with Phil, do you want to try your buzzer? Ooh. <laughs> okay, and now Ian. <laughs> Ian, over to you. Oh, what treats have we got in store here? Let's have a look. I don't know. Oh, that's a shame. You don't know the answer. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. You don't? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we can just skip you. I can't even tell what that says. What does it say? I don't know. We can just skip you if you want, Ian. It just says you don't know. Fucking immature bastard. And Ollie, over to you. All right, let's let's have a little look. I'm your host, Ollie K. <laughs> All right, guys, let's start the quiz. <laughs> right, question number one: What was Frosty the Snowman's nose made out of? I don't know. Carrot. Okay. Unfortunately, you are right in saying you don't know. Mm. Anyone else want to buzz in? I'm your host, Ollie K. Ollie K. Say... Over to you. I'm gonna say. Oh no, I'm thinking of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I, can... I don't, I don't I... know. Frosty the Snowman. See... He's googling it. I don't know. Come on, come on. Look. Ian. Cole. Was it Cole? It wasn't Cole. Shall we skip question one? <laughs> No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get this if we if we keep if we keep asking questions. If we keep answering it, we might get there eventually. I'm your host, Ollie K. Ollie, have we said carrot? We have said carrot. Yes, oh, Ian fuck. said carrot. Ooh. is it Bill? like a pebble? I don't know. Wasn't a pebble. <laughs> I'm your host, Ollie K. Ollie, please. Was it another snowman? Did you just say, was it another snowman? Yeah, like, yeah, the snowman on his head. No. Phil. <laughs> it was a button. Button nose. Thank, oh, fuck. Yeah. thank fuck. Someone got it. Are you Googling Okay, that? question number two. <laughs> question number two. Button what nose. plant, beginning with the letter P, is associated with Christmas? I'm your host, Ollie K. Ollie. Oh god, it, it's pretty silly, isn't it? Pumpkin. <laughs> no, that's Halloween, it's isn't it? It's not pumpkin. Oh. Yep. I'm your host. Ooh. I got that. Okay, first. Ollie, you were first. Is it pumpernickel? It's not, Phil. Ooh. I think I, I don't know whether I heard the question. Is it a pine tree? It's not a pine tree either. <laughs> I think he did say plant, and I know. I think I know which one it is. It's the one it's with the red plant. leaves, but I can't think what it's it called. Is. It is the one with the red Do leaves. Do I get half a point for that? Oh, what? I'll tell you what, what I'll give called? you a half point for that, Ian, because everyone's struggling with this. He didn't buzz in. He didn't buzz in. Yeah, that's the one. He didn't okay. buzz in. You can't give him a point which... for that. Can't give him half a point. He's already no point. spoken, he Ollie. Ollie, he didn't, bu- Ollie, didn't buzz he's in. Such Pipe a sore loser. Uh, get Which... him in the sim bin, Matt. Get him in the sim bin, question, please. Question number three: Which famous scientist was born on Christmas Day in 1642? I don't know. 
Ian. Einstein. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Uh, Ollie. Louis Pasteur. Louis. No, none. None of these. I feel like there's several decades, centuries. Because Ollie's got milk on his mind. It's that late. (laughs) Phil, Phil, please save us. Um, No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Ollie. Was it Pierre Curie? It was not Pierre Curie. 1642, guys. Christmas Day. Oh, oh yeah, it's... Ollie Kay. Seems Ollie. just like yesterday, Matt. Was it Alex... Was it Isaac Newton? It was Isaac Newton. Yeah! Well done, you're off the board, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question four. In which country did eggnog originate? I don't know. That was Ollie first. I'm going to say... Ollie? Italy. Okay, no. Ian? It's... I'm differing between whether it's USA or Canada, but I'm going to go for the USA. What if I tell you both is wrong? Ooh! Phil? Got it. Sweden? Still, still no. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Ollie? England? So, yes, the answer is Great Britain, United Kingdom, but it is England that is the originator. Well done, Ollie. It's easy when you Google him, isn't it? I'm not Googling anything. Question number five. What is the name of a female turkey? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. I don't actually know. I just clicked. I don't want to get left. I don't know. Go on, Ian. Mrs. Bird. It's not. No. Mrs. Turkey. No. Unfortunately, not any of those. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Ollie. Tizki. It's not that either. I thought a turkey. Tisky. No, unfortunately not. Okay, are we going to skip this one? Yeah, you can come back to it. Not, not that we'll know the answer then. I, think, I feel like these are un- unusually specific questions. They're like, yeah, the, these are the, mad they're not really general and... knowledge, are they? Yeah. No, no one likes these being... Are... You know, rule one of a quiz. Make the questions accessible so no one feels like an idiot. All I will say is I did the quiz at work and someone got 18 out of 25. And Ian, you're currently on 0.5. That that person was obviously super duper into Christmas. Maybe. My name was Mrs. All the scores were were very similar. And his name was Santa. What are the okay, scores questions. on the doors at the moment? Emma, not scores point five. The, scores on the doors after five questions. Ollie's on two. Mm. You're on zero point five, Ian, and Phil's on one. Oof, just pick me there, okay. Phil. I think there's a possible five. I know, probably about three points from the next five questions. Oh, that's reassuring. Okay, which which country started the tradition of putting up a Christmas tree? I don't know. 
I do think Ollie was just a nick in front there. Yeah, there's a bit of favouritism going on here, I'm not going to lie. Wasn't Scotland, Ian? I'm going to go with America. It wasn't America. Ooh! (laughs) Phil? Sweden. (laughs) It wasn't Sweden. You sound very excited there, doesn't it? (laughs) It It will be at one point, come on. Ooh! Phil? Norway. I don't know. Canada? It was. It wasn't Norway or Canada. Ooh. Denmark. It wasn't Denmark. I'm your... Ooh. Go on, Ollie. Get a guess in. Morocco. It wasn't Morocco. Ooh, close. You would have thought it would have been, wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, go on, Ian. Mexico. Nope. They really like Christmas as well. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Germany. It was Germany. Hey, thank you. Dwight Schrute from the office. (laughs) I think we only had green and left. We'd gone through all the other options. (laughs) Bloody feels like it. Right. All right, question seven. Set in theatres, name the popular British Christmas tradition. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Pantomime. I don't know. Ooh. You are right, Ollie. That was an easy one. Should have had that. Next question I don't <laughs> think any of you are going to get. What kind of food did you... Oh, Christmas it's a good crackers. job you're not fucking asking us then, isn't it, Matt? Jesus Christ. Just pop what one in you don't food? think any of us are going to get. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of food did Christmas crackers originally contain? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Ollie. Were were they crackers? They were not. Ooh. Go on, Phil. Swedish meatball. <laughs> 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 I, I feel like I feel like you might want to revise this theme you're going down, mate. Like <laughs> it is not Swedish meatballs. <laughs> Only when they're made in IKEA. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Go on, Ollie. Was it Little Cocktail Sausages? It wasn't. I feel like I'm going to have to skip this question because I don't think you guys are going to get it, I'll be honest. Uh, it give was... us a clue. Oh. Okay, sure. It is a type of nut covered in sugar. I don't know. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Ian? Um... I'll go with a cashew nut. Okay, nope. Ollie? I'll go with a chestnut. Nope. Ooh. Good shout out there. Peanut. Wasn't peanut either. I thought you were going to say Swedish nut. <laughs> <laughs> like a Brazil, a like Brazil nut that's been far, in the sauna <laughs> for too long. I don't know. Go on in. I'll, I'll go with a Brazil nut. Wasn't a Brazil nut. <sighs> I feel sad for you guys, seriously. <clears throat> Ooh. Go on, Phil. Macadamia nut. Host, Ollie K. Nope. Ollie. A walnut. It wasn't a walnut either. It begins with the letter A. I'm your host. I don't know. Ollie. I, I don't know. Okay, I Ian. Uh, I don't know if I can... Say it right. Is it an academia nut or something like that? It's not. No, that's macadamia. Macadamia, there we go. Because of a M. Okay. 
<laughs> I can't think of any nuts to begin with. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to skip this one. It was a sugar-coated almond. Oh, that's a nut that begins with A. Didn't one of yep, us say almond? No. no one said almond. Didn't one of us... Oh. Someone said academia. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. <laughs> right. Next question. What did a lit candle in the window during Christmas represent? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Go on, Ollie. To get passed over by those three creepy spirits that visited Scrooge. No. Ian. Um, that it means someone's home for Santa Claus to appear. And nope. put No. Oh. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. On, Ollie. Is it is it something to do with Jesus? That it's something to do with Jesus and a manger. I mean, who said no, who, no, who said who said we could ask questions? It's not yes or no, is it? Oh, I don't know much about Christmas, mate. <laughs> Still Well, you none guys. of us clearly do. Apparently, <laughs> none of you do. <laughs> Any more guesses before we just skip it? Okay. The answer was remembering lost loved ones. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, that's just, just a terrible question. Okay, Where did you source for... these from? Here's one for people that love maths. Oh, God. And think factorials. If you had all the gifts received in the 12 days of Christmas, how many gifts would you have? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Go on, Ollie. Is it 144? It is not 144. Ooh! Higher or lower? Ooh! Phil? 78. It's not 78. I did say remember factorials. I don't know what the fuck I don't know what the fuck a factorial is. Oh my god. Higher or lower? It's higher, of course it's higher. It's all the presents. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. On the second day of Christmas, I received two gifts. And another one gift. On the third day, I received three, two, and one. Oh, God. I can't work. Can I, can I use a calculator? If you're quicker than Phil, I guess you can. Got a pen oh, and paper. That's, that's, my, feels like... that's a um, What well, I might do is I might skip ages. some of the harder questions. 12 times 11 t- times... Oh, or am I doing addition? 12. Plus eleven, plus ten. This is insane, man. I'll, I'll skip the hard questions after this can, and make it. Can we, can we all have a guess and you give a point to whoever is closest with the number? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I'll start with Phil. Five hundred and sixty-nine. Okay. Four hundred and thirty-four. Okay. What was Phil's? 539. Okay, so I'll go 500. Okay, Ian, you win the point. It was 364. You get a prize every day except for Christmas Day. Because that's when Santa's going to bring it to you. 
apparently then making this really easy for you guys. Uh, which popular Christmas film features the McAllister family? I'm your Ooh. Home Alone. Shit. That was I got, it, I got was it first. Ollie. I got there first. Ollie. Home Alone. Yeah. Ollie unfortunately wins that one. Wee. Okay. Which Christmas themed ballet premiered in St. Petersburg, Russia in 1892? Ollie. Go on, the Ollie. Nutcracker. It was the Nutcracker. Wee. You gotta be quicker on your buzzers, boys. Who wrote a Christmas Carol? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Charles Ollie. Dickens. It was Charles Dickens. Who first released festive classic Driving Home for Christmas in I'm 1986? Your host, Ollie Kay. Chris Ollie. Ray. It was Chris Ray. How many Christmas number one singles has Michael Bublé had in the I'm UK? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Ollie? I'm guessing four. I don't know. Okay. Ian? Five. Ooh. Phil. Three. I'm okay, your host, Ollie Kay. I'm just going to go with the closest one for this. None. It is Phil. None. It, it was zero. It was zero. Oh, I'm going to give it to I, Phil. I, I, I buzzed in with the answer. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're playing the guessing game, pal. I buzz- no, I, I, I thought about it because every year Simon Cowell pumps out some of his factory music trash for a Christmas number one. So it would be logical that Michael Bublé wouldn't have won a Christmas number one. Or Lad Baby, about his sausage rolls. I've heard of Lad Baby. What is this shit? He lives lives in Hemel. I've I've seen him before when I was working. He puts out some charity single every year. It's It's got to be the Pogues this year. it It does money for charity, so that's good. Anyway, next question. Which actress sang with Robbie Williams in their 2001 Christmas number? Go on, Phil. Nicole Kidman. It was Nicole Kidman. What the... What? Which city... What what was the question? Which city is Die Hard set in? I don't know. I'm your host, Ollie K. San San Francisco. not San Francisco. It's LA. It's it's LA. Die Hard 1 is Nakatomi Plaza, which is in Los Angeles. I'm going to have to give that one to Ollie, unfortunately. Wait. Okay, which tin of chocolates often found around Christmas feature the purple one? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. I heard someone's audio clip there. Who pressed first? Well, you're you're the ref. Go on, Ian, go on. Quality Street. It is Quality Street. Okay. In Miracle on 34th Street. I'm your which... host, Ollie Kay. Okay, go you on. You can't on. tell him the rest. I, I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Mara Wilson. It's not that answer. You are, uh, unfortunately, out. out of this round. Okay. In Miracle on 34th Street, what parade does Chris Kringle fill in as Santa? I don't know. Go on, Ian. Uh, isn't it the one in New York um, down can, can um, I... Manhattan parade you, thing? No, you've got to yeah. come up with the shop, Ian. You've, you've, got, you've got most of the words. Oh, bollocks. If they both I don't know. fail to get it right, can I have another go? If they both fail, if they both have accurate guesses and fail, then you get another go. Okay. It's gone in. What's your guess? Yeah. Um, 
when I hear it, I'm going to kick myself, but I can't. I can't think of it, Phil? so I'll let Phil, Phil go. It's irrelevant. Oh, I don't know. Okay, go on, Ollie. It's the Coles Christmas Parade. It is not. It's Macy's. Macy's. Ah, uh, no, Macy's but he works at Coles. No, Coles was, the, was Coles the competing shop. Ah, oh, yes, no. exactly. No Nightmare. points. Nightmare right, on 34th Street. Three questions left. But Ollie has a commanding lead. So what I'm going to yeah, do is I'm going to make these next three questions worth three points each. Oh, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> so he what can restore the name his What's the name of what? What is the name of the Grinch's dog? I'm your host, Ollie Kay. Come on, Ollie. Max. It is Max. Hey. Technically, it's not winnable now for anyone else. So let's put the <laughs> okay. points up one more time, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just doing anything, anything what? you can to stop a Jew from winning the Christmas quiz. <laughs> Question. This is the <laughs> What toy are two rival fathers searching for in Jingle All the Way? I'm your host, Ollie Oh fuck! The name escapes me. It's uh, Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Okay, and then finally the last question. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my blank. Your host, Ollie. I don't know. Go on, Ollie. You, Ian. You. Ooh. Come, Phil. Mariah Carey. I didn't even hear the whole All question. All I want for Christmas is my blank. I'm your host, Ollie Kay. I'm Ollie. The Darkness LP. Christmas time. They let the bells end. No? Okay. No one's getting the answer. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. What the fuck is that? You've never heard that. That's a very, very popular Christmas song. I feel right. like... If Chris Kringle was on Mastermind and Christmas was his specialist subject, he wouldn't have got fucking anywhere near that. I feel like if I was on Christmas's, if I was on Santa's good list, I'm not anymore. No. Right. Score, scores on the doors from reverse order. We got Ian with two and a half points. <laughs> Plebs. <laughs> Very close to his uh, hat or lower score. Um, next we have Phil with three, which is higher than his hat or lower score. <laughs> well done, Phil. And the winner is our resident Jew, Ollie, with eighteen points. Way, easy, easy, easy. Incredible. I love it. <laughs> Just a bit. I, I don't too know about easy, you, lads. Phil, but I feel like this was a fix all along. Personally. It felt like like the second <laughs> half of that, like Ollie had access to the questions. Like they've got their own Google Drive <laughs> document. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like there was a private discussion of we're gonna have to let the Jew win, otherwise this is gonna be very anti Semitic. I, 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 feel like it, I feel like it's more a case of he has he has young kids that have watched. We've now Christmas felt We've now filled our quota. The Jews won. That's it. <laughs> we had the women's team on last week. 
<laughs> okay, now let's look ahead to our next fixture against Newcastle. Righto, so we're trying something a bit different uh, on the Walk podcast for the remainder of the season. Let's get the thoughts from Charlotte Robson from the True Faith Newcastle United podcast ahead of the game. Hi, I'm Charlotte from the True Faith Newcastle United podcast here to give you my perspective on our big game against Luton at Kenilworth Road this weekend. Newcastle's uh, victory against Fulham, who are in form, although they weren't very good, at, on Saturday was um, sort of buoyant for us because we've sort of crashed out of the Champions League. We were struggling with our away form, although this was a home game, and uh, and we were a little bit sort of what's next after the Champions League. So um, we were certainly very very happy about that. Um, obviously, Fulham went down to ten men. I actually think it was we played better in the first half, eleven v eleven. When it was eleven v ten, we actually had to make some changes at, at half time um, to to be effective in the second half. Um, so I do think that you know eleven v eleven we'd have been all right. However, we did get a couple of injuries. You are right to say that we Joel Linton and Fabian Cher were both injured in that game, and they are unlikely to play this weekend. They did not play last night against Chelsea. We missed them. Um, I think against Luton we should have enough however having played against Chelsea watched us against Chelsea we look absolutely knackered so you'll all be smiling at that probably um I think not having a presence a big physical presence like Joe Linton in the middle it it, it does harm our chances um Fabian shares very good but we have a little bit we have a little bit of wiggle room at the back Kieran Trippier unfortunately keeps making or has made a few errors in the past few games, um, which he doesn't normally. I'm really hoping that doesn't have a massive effect on his confidence. Um, I expect to see him play. I expect to see him start against Luton. So um, Eddie Howe tends to sort of get back behind the lads and and really show them the support um, they need when they are struggling. So I, I sort of I do expect to see him on the team sheet on um, on Saturday. Mood mood about Newcastle United is weird. We have an odd fan base. We have a, I mean, I, I can't speak to Luton's fan base, so I don't know if you have the same sort of thing, but we have a, a sort of, we have a fairly fractured fan base when we, when we aren't winning. And so it's sort of half, it's not exactly 50-50 split, but like half are, this is fine. Everything's fine. Trust the plan. We've got loads of injuries. We've got people out. It's not just injuries. It's like Sandro Chinali was banned. He was sort of our marquee signing of the summer. He was banned for gambling. So um, that's been a, a, a massive pain. <laughs> um, so there is a sort of sort of a, a part of the fan base that is like, this is fine. Trust the plan. It's all going to be fine. And then there's part of the fan base that are like, what the fuck is going on? Hope you don't mind swearing. And um, and how how do we sort of fix this? There are questions being asked of sort of in-game management of what we're doing on the pitch. Why are we sort of playing so defensively? Is it a case of that's all we can do because we just don't have the bodies on the bench? But there are sort of some questions being asked. So the the, the mood is the mood is weird. The mood is weird <laughs> to sum it up. I mean, I feel okay. I don't feel that this is. 
um, anything to get particularly concerned about or losing some games, not being in the Champions League with the injury crisis that we have, with the squad depth that we had. Depth was something we talked about a lot in the summer. So I'm okay, but generally the mood is is a little bit weird. In terms of... Eddie Howe, I think people are still behind Eddie Howe. There's the odd random tweet that I can't believe actually comes from a Newcastle fan that is like, it's time to time to move on. I don't think that that's the case at all. Um, he's been handed a pretty unique set of circumstances. So, um, And in terms of returning to the Champions League, I think we knew that last season was a little bit fluky in, ter- in, in terms of, that's my word of the day, um, with regards to, there's another way of saying that, um, teams that would typically be fighting for those um, spots being absolutely dog shit last year. Um, some of them are not quite as bad and some like Villa are, are coming up and are, are going to be a bit of a surprise of the season, I think. So I'm, I'm not necessarily confident that we'll get into the Champions League next season. I don't know if that's um, a realistic goal. I think it still can be a goal. I think in terms of points, we still could get enough points. We still could go up the table. I just think we have so many injuries. We have other things that perhaps we need to concentrate on. Perhaps the Europa League space is a more realistic desire, but I, I don't know. Eddie Howe took over Newcastle in 20... Uh, oh, I can't do it. I don't know maths anymore. 2021. And... Um, we were bottom of the table and we finished 11th that season. Like, that's a pretty... Rid- I don't want us to finish 11th, but what I mean to say is in December when he took us over, we were bottom and then we finished 11th. There is there is ample opportunity to build up points. So I'm just kind of hedging my bets a little bit here and, and I'm not going to get too carried away with the Champions League qualification being the pinnacle of my, our season. Um, and then against Luton, Luton have been impressive at home without picking up points they are we have a bad away form away form has been a concern of ours for a little while now so um i think it'll be a pretty interesting game i do think newcastle have enough to take the three points and i also think that they tend to respond um to you know poor results if not poor performances i don't want to dig out our players and say last night against chelsea was a poor performance but i think we've got enough to take the three points but I would say that because I'm a Newcastle fan um, really interested to hear everybody else's perspective um, and really excited for the game I'm going to give you a score prediction and I think it's going to be 2-1 Newcastle Thank you very much to Charlotte Robson for sending that in to us Right so looking, looking ahead to the Newcastle game there are a lot of injuries for Newcastle but we can't understate what sort of team they will be bringing to Kenilworth Road, can we, Ian? No. Uh, it'll be interesting because of uh, the game they've had t- um, today, um, Tuesday. So, uh, and obviously, they're at the time of speaking, they're currently beating Chelsea. So, um, hopefully that goes to uh, penalties if a, a late Chelsea equaliser put them on, under a little bit more duress. But um, they've, had it, they've had it rough recently haven't they i know they've got injuries and whatnot so it's going to be a really difficult game um a difficult game for our players as well we've got to get back on our feet um after after last week but yeah it's a tough it's a toughie they've obviously got a lot of quality but they've got the injuries as well so it's a hard one to see how the dynamic of this game is going to go because of 
the situations that have happened and how training's gone this week, etc. And then who will have him to replace Tom? I don't know how I feel about it. I, do you know what? I'm not even... Normally I'm excited for the games and I'll, I'll be brutally honest, I'm struggling to get excited for it really. I don't know how you two guys are feeling, but I, just the last thing I want to watch right now is football. I don't know how you two feel, but... Yeah, I... I... I know, I know what you mean. Um, look, football is sort of my my escape from you know everyday life. Um, it's 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 a nice uh, feeling to you know go there with my old man and meet up with my mates. It, it's nice because you know having kids and work, I don't get a chance to socialize as much as you know I would have done before I had kids and you know it's it's nice seeing my mates it's nice spending the time with my dad and you know look um Luton Town have sort of been through this before in the sense like not not diminishing what has happened in the slightest but cast your mind back to when Sol Davis had his his stroke on the bus and you know the players on the bus must have thought Christ what's happening here like and that showed on the pitch. Um, so I, you know, I'm I'm hoping the players sort of respond in a let's do it for Tom because Tom is up. He is meeting with with teammates. Uh, you know, they're visiting him and whatnot. So hopefully he, you know, sort of grabs the grabs them by the scruff of the neck and says, "Look, you better fucking do this for me." And and not just for me, do it for you as well, because you want to show that you're all Premier League players. I, I, I do worry, yeah. but, you know, for, for me, football is an escape, and I want to see the players giving it their all, playing with that fire in their belly. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's just an odd one. It, it, obviously, it's, there's, there's comparisons to the Sol Davis incident, but this team, I, I feel, is um, extremely robust. Um, in terms of dealing with situations, I mean, they showed that at Wembley, right? How they managed to get through that uh, is beyond me. But um, I don't think I'm necessarily concerned about them having a negative impact because, like I say, they are robust. Uh, to me, I, obviously, the results are important at the moment. But actually, this weekend, it's just the, the results are not really that important for me. The football results are are never really the main factor of, of going to football. Like you say, you know, it is an uh, escapism. It's a, it's one of the consistencies in your life that never really fails to let you down. So, yeah, just to just be playing and everyone coming together and everyone feeling the same, you know, everyone will be wanting to see their friends and the people they sit next to at the games. And uh, I, I think that will be... The, the crux of it really on Saturday uh, at Kenilworth Road but yeah I think for most people the results obviously they want to win the game but it's you know it's not the be all and end all when you say the result doesn't matter look at the end of the day these are professional athletes we're talking about who have managed to get to the very top of the game because they are serial winners it's like programmed into their heads that they they must win at all costs so I, I think for sure, the players uh, will want, want to win. Yeah, and when they're captain, yeah, yeah, like sure, tells yeah. them, "You better fucking win." They better fucking win. They they got to do it for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Um, and it, you know, it's we we've shown everything else aside that happened last week. We've shown we can get results against. Or we can put in very good performances against these kind of teams and get points. You know, Liverpool, for instance, and we were close with Arsenal and, and Man City and Man United, but um, obviously Newcastle aren't quite on that level. But you know, um, it'll be. I'm sure for the players, it'll be one that they'll, they'll be wanting to win. I feel with Newcastle, they've had a absolutely staggering drop-off since um, sort of all their Saudi Arabian playthings have got injured. Like Their injury list is, is crazy. Well, funnily enough, I'm looking at the, the game that's happening between Chelsea and Newcastle. Their injury list is about half the size of Chelsea's, which is absolutely hysterical. Um, I, I know they have I a lot Gordon's of players that have come back. Well. Oh, has he? Oh, that, that's that's handy because uh, he, he's actually a pretty handy player for them. But they got Dan Byrne back. He's going to be vital for defending set pieces, especially with you know our proclivity of taking corners like penalties. Um, but you know, targets out. Although he he was he was out anyway. I think the biggest miss for them is probably Nick Pope because I rate Nick Pope so highly. I, I think he's. He's got to be England's number one. He's miles better than Pickford. He hasn't got short arms like Pickford either. He's not a T-Rex. He's absolutely gargantuan. I don't know if uh, Isaac's injured or not, but you know he worries me. He really does. And also Trippier can whip in a ball. So I guess we'll have to see what, what turns up. But, you know, the last three games, they've, They've sort of struggled, uh, other than you know their their win against I think Fulham. They beat Fulham, but speaking to a Fulham fan um, at the kids' drop off this morning, he said they weren't they weren't carved open. It was sort of like our game against Brentford, where all the goals were absolutely scrappy, um, either mistakes by Fulham or one two yard tap ins after trying to clear the ball and failing miserably. But look, I guess I guess we'll see. I've got to ask you guys: Are you feeling optimistic about the game, Matt? What are your thoughts? I think there'll be an air of sadness over the game, but we'll see how we do. Yeah, it'll I think be it'll, four minute. I think it'll be a good atmosphere. And yeah, you're you're about to mention the four minute chant for Tom Lockyer. Round of applause at, at, in the fourth minute, and then I, I reckon we should all just sing, "Oh, Tommy, Tommy." Um, non-stop for the first half. I think that would be absolutely fantastic to hear. Yeah, that'll go on for some time, won't it? There'll be some little breaks, but it'll go on for some time, I think. Reminiscent of uh, when we got promoted and the last game at Notts County where it was just non-stop. It's just consistently going and going and going. Um, I think there'll be some of that. And you know what the the Newcastle lads are always decent, the fans as well. So I'm I'm sure they'll join in or show their respects as well. So, um, yeah, you know it's one of those games we should be excited for because it's Newcastle at home in the Premier League. You know that they, they are a big club. Um, we'll just have to see how it goes. It's like I said, it's it's hard to get excited for it, but. It, that might change come the end of the week if we hear some good news or whatever. Well, we will never do score predictions on this podcast because we are very superstitious. However, Hatteroloa is still on hiatus until January. So I'm just going to say 
Happy holidays, everyone. I hope you have a great Christmas, a very good new year, and let's see if we can make the Kenya Fortress three points for the Hatters against Newcastle. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening to the first half of the season as well. Well, that's us done for this week. You can listen back to our post-match phone-ins across all podcast providers. Please check out our socials. We are Luton Town on Facebook. We are Luton Town on Twitter. The Walt Podcast on Twitter. We are also on TikTok, Instagram, Telegram, Discord and Reddit. You can find all of these on our website, wearelutontown.co.uk. Follow across all socials to be involved in monthly giveaways including Beard Surgeon Beard Oils, Black Star Fly 3 Amps and Luton Town Shirts. Thank you all for tuning in. Podcast Network.